Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing acne-free skin. I'm Katie Stewart, and alongside my co-host, Chris Brown, we're here to guide you through your acne journey and empower you to tackle your breakouts from the very root. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root cause of acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. So stick with us, because together we'll unravel the mysteries of acne and unlock the secrets to a life filled with confidence, healthy skin, and endless possibilities. This is the Clear Skin Chronicles, where we leave no blemish unturned. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. We work virtually with them to clear their skin up from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director inside The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into the acne clearing journey. We've officially launched the Clear Skin Chronicles, our brand new podcast that is completely acne focused. I found that there was a really big lack of this in the podcast space and with so many adult women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and even 50s dealing with acne, I really wanted to be able to provide that information that allowed them to go after the root cause of why they're dealing with acne. Because we have clients all the time in the Clear Skin Solution that are coming in in their 30s after having kids in their 40s and their 50s who have either had acne for their entire life, like going on 30 plus years of acne, or they're getting acne for the very first time in their life. And we always relate acne back to being, it's a teenage problem. You know, adult women don't get acne, but that's so untrue. True. There is a mass amount of women dealing with chronic acne that are suffering, that are struggling, impacting their self-worth, impacting their, their mental health. So this is why I wanted to bring the Clear Skin Chronicles into a podcast format to be able to dig a little bit deeper because there's only so much I can do on Instagram captions where I'm limited on characters. I wanted to be able to really dig deep into the root causes of acne, provide these actionable steps. So over this season, we're going to be bringing in lots of different guests. We'll have estheticians and naturopaths and nutritionists and mindset coaches, literally anything and everything to deal with acne and the acne clearing journey is going to be in this podcast. So to start, we really wanted to go with what we call our five acne clearing pillars. This is the gut, the detox organs, the hormones, the mindset, and the skincare. These are the five things that need to be addressed together because we're all working on this together. These need to be addressed in order to get the sustainable long-term success when it comes to clear skin. So buckle up because we got a lot to go through. All right. So Chris, let's dig into what we love to call in the clear skin solution, the five acne clearing pillars. These are the five things that we walk our clients through while they work with us. Now, the first pillar is one of my favorites, which is gut health, because it's an all-encompassing, such a foundational component to our overall health, including our skin. The next pillar is our detox organs. And we'll get into that when we discuss that pillar. Then we have hormonal health. And then the mental and emotional health as pillar number four. And finally, every acne sufferer's favorite pillar, that is skincare. So the five of these pillars are able to hold up the house, so to speak, hold up the roof in order to clear up our skin. We have to be working on all five of these areas together. But we want to rewind all the way back to pillar number one, which is gut. Now, you know, we love analogies over here in the Clear Skin Solution. Both Chris and I love a good analogy. And one that I really love for this is we're building a house. 
your gut is the foundation of the house. We cannot skip to putting the walls on in the roof if we don't have a solid foundation in place. So when we are talking gut health, Chris, it's more than just a trendy term of like, oh, take a probiotic. Let's work on our gut health, eat these fermented foods. It's much more in depth when we start to peel those layers back. So let's really talk through some of the most common symptoms and issues that we see with our acne clients in the clear skin solution. First off, oh, bowels. Ooh, we love poop. Poop's one of our favorite topics. Oh, I love it. I always get the, Chris, this might be TMI in conversations. And I'm like, oh, girl, bring it to me, right? Like, I talk poop at the dinner table. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. TMI. Um, When client says, this may be TMI, I'm like, no, I love it. Like, give me all the TMI. Right? Maybe people don't understand. So let's, can we talk about poop a bit? I love talking about poop. I'm pretty sure I talk about poop on any podcast I've ever been on. Let's poop, let's poop it out because I even do a workshop, an hour and a half workshop on poop. Like, come on. On poop alone. Like this poop is alone. Like, poop alone. So the size, the color, the, the texture, food, not food, you know, all of these things, they bring us those beautiful things called um, direction. So, you know, if we see yellow, Hey, what's going on? I'm looking for organs at this point, right? What's not really happening? What's not what's not going on in the body? Constipation is just everybody knows, you know, those classic rabbit poops, they're tiny, they're hard, you strain, you might not be going, you know, how many clients have come in? There's one client, oh, bless her soul, didn't poop for a month. That's a serious issue. Serious issue. Of course, your acne is flaring hardcore. Then she comes in, she goes in the last month, Well, guess what? We can relate that back. And again, we're going to get more into those filtering organs, which is important. But poop is just so underestimated, right? It's not westernized. A lot of people don't, you know, you then say, oh, well, can you tell me more about your poop? Right? No better is raging diarrhea than constipation. Either either end of the range we don't want because the constipation... Your body is using poop to excrete toxins and waste and excess hormones it doesn't want. If you're not pooping it out at least once a day, guess what starts to reabsorb back into your body? Increases toxicity, increases inflammation, increases your hormone or hormonal imbalances, all because you're not pooping. Then on the other side, if you're having diarrhea, you're not absorbing any of your nutrients you're eating. So this is why bowel movements is like the first thing we look at with clients. And we're going to be digging more into that in next week's episode, which is all about gut health. But what would you say are some of the other big issues that we're seeing with clients? Like we have the oral growths, of course. Uh, let's go acid reflux, heartburn, oh, indigestion, gosh. GERD. Let's do that. I know let's that that's, that's a fan favorite too. It is a fan favorite because what I find so interesting, and again, you will have a similar, similar story is people are often told, oh, if you have acid reflux, you have too much stomach acid. You need to take these protein, you know, the PPIs. I know it's painful. It's so painful to hear. I know. And then as holistic practitioners, I say, I'm about to blow up that world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you know. It's usually low stomach acid. If it's not in the presence of an ulcer, you know, have you been experiencing stress? Have you been experiencing bowel issues? Right back to poop, right? Mm -hmm. Are you chewing your food? Are you rushing? Are you eating before bed? All of these factors. That we can start to isolate, not that they are the sole purpose, 
But again, we got to go back to those bowels. We got to go look at that because the longer things are in your system, you like you said, it's the toxins. And then the toxins are going to come to where? Their skin, because it's been using their skin anyways. So when we look at the GERD and it goes, I'm such a hand talker, right? Look at me, right? Uh, we're all hand talkers. Who, how can you not talk talkers. with your hands? I feel like a robot if I don't. I know, right? So as the lower, when there's too much pressure in the lower, what happens is it starts to come up and it can put pressure in the stomach. I mean, it started in the stomach first, but usually we get the lower issues. Then by the time we feel the stomach, we could have SIBO. We could have H. pylori, low stomach acid alone. End of the day, what's a pro tip? Chew your food, but we can get to that later. We can get to, we have lots of pro tips coming up. Oh, we got lots of pro tips. We're doing an overview of the five pillars, but once we get into the nitty gritty, like we got some good stuff for you. Oh yeah. Keep coming back. (laughs) When we're looking at the issues with the gut, of course, another really popular one that I think more people know about is leaky gut, which is a slang term for intestinal permeability. And what's really interesting when we're looking at gut health, especially with our own clients, is it's never just one gut issue. Like they're, they're never dealing with just, I just have candida. I just have leaky gut. I just have low stomach acid. So often it's a combination of these gut, uh, these gut imbalances that are leading to the overarching term of poor gut health. It's, it's multifaceted, right? It's like, how do you open that door without trying to isolate? So I was, you know, for our clients, I always say, you know what, we really need to work on upper digestion first. Mm-hmm. We really need to get those organs because how do you get to the lower ones if there's things in front, right? You want to get to the front door and the kids leave their shoes there or someone's left a jacket. You've got to move that. Mm-hmm. So exact same thing. So in the upper digestion is really supporting those with those those tips that we're going to share, obviously, all those nitty gritties, but what can you do now? That's, that's what I always say. What can you do right this second? Right? Like I already kind of nuggeted where, and I said, okay, chew your food, chew your food. And the first thing you can do, that's the easiest, simplest, free thing. Chew your food until it is basically a liquid because it's not your gut's job to be liquefying your food. It's supposed to be your teeth and your saliva, break your food down. So when you swallow it, your gut is able to absorb those nutrients so much easier. So Chris, how many chews per bite? Perfect. I love this. Cause I get this question. Well, how much is enough Chew to a paste like consistency? You want to make your food look like that smoothie that you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. And at that point, your teeth have now done its job so that when it goes into the body, because it goes food, bolus, little geek lesson here, bolus, and then it has to turn into chyme before it's ready to be absorbed. If we don't do that, now guess what you have? You have acid reflux, you have pressure in your stomach, you have cramps, pains, bloating, gas. Oh, women love gas, Katie. Women yeah, women love, love gas, gas and bloating. Mm-hmm. Like looking six months pregnant is super fun all the time. Yeah. Oh, when do you do? Oops. Oh not. (laughs) And it's, it's interesting because with the gut, like I said, at the beginning is it's a foundation to your health. And I find this is a really big reason why so many women fail clearing up their acne by just doing a liver cleanse or just taking a hormone balancing supplement because your gut is responsible for manufacturing, regulating, and metabolizing many of your hormones. So if your gut's struggling, it's going to be near impossible to have 
balanced hormones. And if you aren't having good bowel movements, we can't be detoxifying the liver because there's nowhere for all of the detoxification to go. Like it, it gets jammed up and it starts to recirculate in the body. So now that we've really laid the groundwork for gut health, actually, before we move on, let's do one more thing on what are the big triggers for poor gut health? This is huge. It's, I know it's a big topic, which we're going to dig into next week, but what if do you we- think my, I'm going to say one word. What do you think my one word's going to be? Stress? Ah, yeah. See a girl after it. my own heart. <laughs> I guessed it. But stress isn't like running from that bear. I don't mean that. It's not, oh my gosh, I have five minutes to get to that meeting or I forgot to pack so-and-so's lunch. It's not like that. Stress is those things we don't identify as stress, right? I call them the beautiful traumas, Mm. pregnancy, birthing, weddings. Have you ever met a bride that is like, oh my gosh, my wedding went so good. Everybody agreed and everyone loved my choices. No. Few and far between, few and far between. It's the everyday stressors that add up, right? Right. It's, you know, getting stuck in traffic at work, being stressed because you have work deadlines, being overwhelmed because of that. Like there's so many day-to-day stressors that we brush off and don't realize. So you're going to say stress. So I'm going to have to pick another one. And my big one is going to be that pro-inflammatory food that our westernized North Amer- that standard North American diet is doing. It's, you know, all of the processed refined carbohydrates, the sugars, the alcohols, like all of those things that is just inflaming the gut. So when you get your stress and you get that pro-inflammatory food, you're popping in there with say, you know, a, a lifetime of different medication uses. That's like the perfect storm for poor gut health. Perfect. Oh, yeah. You just create, they, that opportunistic bacteria is just loving you. You have played host to the most epic year party. Yep. And then it's like the candida, the SIBO, the bacterial overgrowth are like, Ooh, this is perfect for us. Let's overgrow and let's multiply. And all of a sudden we're going to take over. So UTIs, really- bacteria, UTIs. Mm-hmm. yeah, UTIs, bad bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, fungal toes, all of this stuff. I know it's such an intensive topic. So that's why I'm really excited for next week's episode when we go hard into the gut health. So we've shared quite a bit about the gut pillar. Now let's move into the detox organ. So what's really cool is what I love about Chris is she is our resident geek. She is our resident geek nutritionist. She also te- she also teaches at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition here in Canada. Um, and this is like your wheelhouse. So I know you're going to go into teach mode, but let's, for those that don't know, list out what our detox organs are. Anything that is supposed to rid the body of what it's to do, right? So the main ones that we might know, we might research are liver. And for sure, we're going to go where the kidneys. What about the lymphatic system? I love the lymphatic system. It's one of my favorites to talk about. I know. Nobody ever, poor lymphatic system. Poor lymphatic systems. Like, just give me a little attention, a little love. I do so much for your body. Like, do I even want to tell people appendix is part of that? But no, you know, I'll save that nugget for another time. We'll save it for our, our, our detox episode. Right. So yes, where you're going to go and you're going to say, what are those detoxification pathways? Anything with a tube-like structure or a function is actually, Katie, where I'm going to go with that. Mm. Because the body doesn't work by itself. So if one body is tired, another party has to pick it up, right? You know, I really love traditional Chinese medicine. So when the stomach's tired, the spleen needs to help out, right? 
So as we look at that whole encompassing, when they say, what are the filtering organs? Yeah, we know filtering organs as liver and kidneys for sure. Don't forget the blood. Don't forget the spleen. Don't forget your other organs, but that's what your coaches are going to do, right? Yeah. And when we're looking at those detox organs, of course, the liver, like he gets all of the attention. He is like the king so of the- well deserved. So well-deserved. He does over 500 functions in the body, the liver. So you wear that crown with pride. And then other people know we got the kidneys. We have the lymphatics, what we just talked about. Our lungs are part of our detox system. Our colon, because remember, we got to poop out our waste. The colon is a big one for detoxification. And then the other one is, of course, our body's largest detoxification organ. And that is Chris. Yeah. Skin. So this is why, like when our body is dealing with such a heavy toxic load and the liver is struggling, it's like, Hey man, like I got a whole list of stuff to do in here. It's not going well. Things are going crazy. Like, like it's wild in here. I'm going to need you skin to help me with the backlog. So the skin gets called in and then the liver and the body are pushing these toxins and waste. It's trying to get out out through your pores. So your pores are getting irritated. We're getting more sebum production. And then we're leading to really inflamed pores, which cause the breakouts. So this is how really poor detox pathways can be a massive, massive cause for acne. Oh yeah. And our, one of our greatest symptom collectors, Mm -hmm. right? Face mapping. Traditional Chinese medicine, face mapping. Love it. Love it. Like Using that in combination with the client's intake, in combination with any functional tests that could be provided, especially ours, the HTMA, we love it. Love the HTMA. Like, you know, filtering organs also, just a little new, because I'm going to go geek here for a second. Okay, ready for Like this? I said, Chris is the resident geek on this podcast. Because you can't not geek it. Come on. It's it. like, do you, Chris? Never change. Never change. However... You know who else doesn't get enough attention? Our little mineral called sulfur or manganese. Mm-hmm. Ooh, right? minerals. I can't wait for that podcast, you guys. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, we have a lineup for you of podcasts. <laughs> it's so exciting. Let's just do them, all, do them all like right now. Let's do all of them. We're going to record 10 hours of podcasts. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Sorry, family. Um, yeah. So, you know, those are the things we're also looking at. If your body is not able to self-detoxify, if your liver is struggling, because by the way, liver has like three detoxification pathways, spoiler alert, then, and we get auto intoxication, your minerals are going to get depleted. So always, always, I'm really big at looking at all of that too. Yeah. We have to be looking at minerals. Like Everyone's again, always talking, oh, what vitamin can I take? What herb can I take? Well, what minerals are going on in your body? What's the mineral picture at? So it's so much more complex than, oh, I should just take a zinc, like zinc really helpful for healing skin. I'm just going to take a zinc. That may not be the right choice for you. This is why both Chris and I and all of our coaches in the clear skin solution are not a fan of blind supplementation when you don't know what you're doing. And that would be, you know, referring to Dr. Google. Dr. Google doesn't know your case file. Dr. Google doesn't know what's happening in your body and what your health history is. So this is why really being able to look at what's happening under the surface of the skin and have proper supplementation is so key. So when it, we've, you know, established that liver health, I do want to give a really quick spotlight though to the lymphatic system because it is my favorite, doesn't yeah. get a lot of love. We're going to dig into it on our detox episode, but with the lymphatics, 
it's not a well-known area of the body. It lies just below the surface of your skin. And what's interesting about your lymphatic system is it doesn't have its own internal pump. Like your circulatory system has your heart to physically pump the blood through your veins. So your lymphatic system actually relies on either uh, muscle movement. So you physically moving your body or manual stimulation, which you can be doing through dry brushing, through gentle massage. You don't have to push hard on your lymphatic system. It really just needs a little bit of gentle love. But Chris, now that we know where the lymphatic system is and how it operates, let's fill them in on what does the lymphatic system do in the body? The lymphatic system is, it collects toxins. Your waste expels them. Oh yeah, expels them. Essentially, that's a big one. It goes with the uh, lymph nodes, which people may know, you know, when they get the classic, oh my God, I'm not feeling well. My throat swells, lymph node action. However, do you want me to piece together the liver and the lymphatics quickly? You know, I would. Okay. So the liver in traditional Chinese, there's meridians in the body, right? So the liver from the tip of the fingers all the way down and just uh, people can't see me, but I'm pulling my hand down my arm to my armpit and I'm bringing it down my body on the sides. Well, where am I passing? Lymphatics, my lymph nodes, my collector, right? So a lot of people will get um, symptoms, rashes under their arms, yes, especially acne sufferers, uh, eczema, psoriasis. Mm-hmm. And where else in here? So this is the pathway of the liver as well, but it's also the lymphatic system. So when we have an over congested liver, I was going to say beautiful organ, <laughs> who knows? I love it. But when we have that beautiful organ that can't detoxify, it then pushes more pressure on the lymphatic system to remove it. Then it gets congested. Then we get swollen nodes and we can get things even like cholesterol issues, inability to absorb fats. And I mean, we'll get into that way more, but that is right there. Your ability to utilize your nutrients, your ability to detoxify and your ability to get the junk out. If you can't get the junk out, it's it going. Yeah. And then Not eventually it implodes through your skin. A lymphatic acne is a big thing that we see. And I really like to explain our lymphatic system is basically like the garbage man of your body. He's taking his truck. He's going around. He's collecting the toxins and, you know, viruses and microbes, whatever needs to get collected, throws it in his garbage truck. And then he's heading to his, you know, main dumping, dumping points, which is on our breastbone and our bikini line. This is where he's flushing it from the body. But if it's not, you know, moving well, we're not having good lymph flow. We get a lot of stagnation. And for our acne sufferers, we'll often see stagnation on the neck, like we're on the sides of the neck, traveling like right down where your lymphatics are behind the ears, around your ears. This can be a sign that your lymphatic system may need a little love. Oh, little. Oh yeah. We're going to love it. We're going to love it wholly. Right. Unless I wonder, let's think here for a second. I always usually, I love my, I do love my shop vac. Where are you going with this shop back analogy? No, I do love my shop back because it's more powerful than that garbage man. It's, you know what I mean? Like I just, anyways, I always tell clients, so it's like my shop back or my central vac, right? Oh, I see. 
Yeah, so I'm like, it just is your shop back when I'm saying oh. it's the garbage man. Yeah, similar, but I like oh, the shop back. Similar, but it's funny how we both like we, you and I have never talked about that. And I'm I'm like kind of sitting back and I'm like, I use the garbage one too. The how cool. <laughs> I don't know. I like the shop back one because that really like it's a shop back's a powerful guy. Well, the thing is, is even if you think about it like a central vac. Most central vacs, their main unit should be in the garage, right? Because we don't want the contaminants in the house. We don't want the dust in the house. So we're vacuuming up all that debris inside the house. And then we physically have to go into the garage, which is another, and empty it out. So that's, that's, that's kind of like the one I use, right? Mm. And then if we don't, and your shop vac gets overflowed, which has happened, by the way, the bottom blows out. If anybody wants the spoiler alert Ooh. version, it does blow out. Guess what I'm doing after this podcast? Going to check my shop, my uh, central vac. <laughs> yeah, so just letting you know, um, what happens is it no longer can suck up what it needs to. Right? It becomes congested, it overworks, and then the operating system is going to shut down. I love that analogy. I think I'm going to start using it instead of my garbage man one. Even though I think the garbage, the idea of having a little garbage truck in your lymphatic system is kind of cute, but hey, especially <laughs> if he's if he's hot, especially if it's a hot garbage garbage man. <laughs> Not going to complain about that in the slightest. There you go. All right. So we've um, dug into the different types of our detox organs, how it uh, leads to acne. Before we move on to our hormone health, which I know everyone's dying to hear about, is how does our detox organs get impacted? Everything we've already suggested, plus everything coming up. Because anything you eat, you drink, you apply to your skin, you breathe in, that gets clogged up into your detox organs. So if we're eating foods laden in pesticides with artificial flavorings and ingredients and synthetic things that the body can't recognize, that's going to give a little bit of trouble trying to detoxify. The you know hormone disrupting ingredients and the toxic ingredients in the skincare and acne products we're applying into our skin to clear up our acne are actually doing us disservice in the long run because it's going to be overloading our detox organs. And then the water that we're drinking, ooh, water is a bay as Chris takes a sip of water. Water is a big way that a lot of toxic load gets in our body. So Chris, what are some common things we see in our clients' water that's impacting their detox organs? Well, I'm going to go bold here. I'm going to say there is no 100% pure, clean water in our environment any longer, right? So what we're seeing is we're seeing pharmaceuticals. We're seeing excessive chlorine and fluoride. Oh, by the way, ammonia. So ammonia is added in because when you boil it, it cannot evaporate like chlorine can, like our standard kind of like bleach, right? So that when we're boiling the water, say for baby bottles and stuff like that, what are we doing? Boom. We have plastics and vinyls and not just a classic plastic straw. We have heavy toxic waste. We have runoff. Uh, herbicides, pesticides. I mean, anything, anything you're putting down that drain in that toilet, how is it getting filtered out? Because every time we do more of those compounding insults, we need more chemicals to neutralize them. So this is why drinking filtered water can be a really important thing to do for your skin and your health, right? Like if there was another pro tip, if there's a few things I was going to do like right now to help improve my health, I think one of the first ones for me would be getting some filtered water. Yeah. And I say to clients, you know, even that classic Brita filter is better than no filter. Is better than no, like you don't need to have a fancy few thousand dollar one under the sink. Is that great? Absolutely. That'd be awesome. But if it's not within your budget, 
even having a Brita filter where you can get those charcoal sticks Sticks, that you just stick in your, in your pitcher as well. Anything just to get some type of filtration in that water, I think is where I would start. And I would start with the source of how I'm housing the water, right? I'm big on glass. That's my thing. Stainless steel, plastic. Oh, please. That especially when you, you know, we're going into the summer months and you leave that in the car all of those BPAs, BPBs, whatever they want to say is in there or not in there now, just infuse in your water and boom. And then that kind of brings you into your hormone disruptors, right? So here we go. Nice segue, Chris. Nice segue with the hormones. So this is, again, I don't, I think it's been like 99% of clients or women that I've talked to in our community on Instagram and our Facebook group, our own clients, start by saying, okay, I have hormonal acne. I need to balance my hormones. Bah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> that gives a great description of how Chris feels about that statement. That's my liver expressing its anger. <laughs> liver expressing its anger. Cause in TCM, your liver is known as your seat of anger. So when it, we get that line, and again, this is no fault to the individual saying it because it's a lack of education they've been given from our society that we're living in. But when we come at it, we're like, oh, I have hormonal acne. I just need to balance my hormones. As we just learned, your gut and your detox organs are going to have a big, big say in how well your hormones are operating. Now, when we're looking at our hormones, of course, there's our sex hormones, like our estrogens and our progesterone and our androgens. But then we also need to be looking at our cortisol and stress hormones, what's happening over in the stress hormone world. And then a big one, which gets overlooked is going to be our blood sugar. These are the, probably I would say the big ones that we look at. And of course we want to be looking at our thyroid as well. Chris has a a big specialty in thyroid health. So she has some additional insights on this one. So Chris, when we have those clients come in and say that I have hormonal acne, what is your first response after your liver has shared it? Uh, I, you know what? I kind of sit there and I'm like, and I do, I go, uh, that's, that's my brain processing. I'm like, uh, how do you tell somebody that has done copious amounts of research is well-educated because a mm-hmm. lot of the clients that come in, absolutely. They're, you, they're not green. Nope. They're here because they've tried the spironolactone. They've tried the Accutane. They've tried the several years of antibiotics. They've tried the -the over-the-counters. Like they're here because they have tried. And they've also done outside of the pharmaceuticals. They've also taken the DIM, the Vitex, all of the hormone balancing supplements, the, the period gummies, the whatever that product of the month is, that's touting a hormonal balancing supplement. They've done it and they're still dealing with hormonal acne. And it's because nine times out of 10 with the clients we've worked with, they haven't done the foundational work for their gut and their liver, or they've tried working on their gut and their liver health, but they weren't able to get down into the root causes correctly. Or in the right order. Yes. We have these pillars for a reason, right? You know, I'm very big upper digestion, lower digestion. Then, you know, if we want to look at the liver and we want to look at hormones, we have to make sure that the body's responding first. So when they come in and they're like, I've got hormone, like, uh, okay. And then we express it as in, okay, so let's get into this inflammatory pathway. How many clients run Dutches, like the the Dutch hormone or have come in with a Dutch and they're like, yep. Androgens, you have PCOS? Sure. 
I can go after that right away and I can give you, you know, certain supplements to help negate a lot of that androgen activity, balance out that blood sugar. Cause you know, that's a connector. Absolutely. If I, we don't help that client with their gut health, they're never, ever, ever coming off that supplement. And that is no different than Western. Nope. Cause you're now using a supplement as a bandaid. And that is the biggest thing that I see with women trying to balance their hormones is they're like, Oh, well, I'm keeping it at bay. But what happens if you come off of that dim supplement or you come off of that, you know, period gummy supplement you're taking, do your symptoms come back? Well, then you haven't gotten to the root cause. Yeah. So we do have to address that gut. If we don't address that and the gut, everyone thinks, you know, I always say, you know, when they say their tummy hurts, they always put their hand around their belly button. And I'm like, uh, sort of kind of stomach up stomach where the rib cage separates, you know, lower GI. So it's really even getting that education in as to where they're expressing those symptoms. Anyways, long story short, when it comes to those hormones, I love everybody that tells me and they come in and they have a neck full, neck full, the jawline, the chin. And I have to say, okay, let's, let's express, let's, let's get into these stress-like factors. Let's get into the nutrient deficiencies. Let's get into your lifestyle and your habits, Mm -hmm. your thoughts and your beliefs. You know, we have esthetician inside the clear skin solution. So thank goodness, because you've seen my get up. What are you getting? You're getting some, some lotion. That's about it. Chris is getting a lotion. Chris is you're getting a lotion because that's Chris's tolerance for skincare, but knowing the importance of it, it's all of these disrupt the hormones, but we can't get into the hormones unless we get into the gut. Gut inflammation and hormones go hand in hand. And it's interesting because we'll even see gut inflammation on some of the Dutch tests that we've run with clients. You know, we talk with the national 95%, Katie, 95%. You know how big I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wish that somebody would have androgen dominance so that I could tell them, yes, yes, your acne is because of your hormones. So much easier if it was. And I I didn't want to overskip before we moved on to the mental health is blood sugar and how important blood sugar is for skin. And just when it comes to the blood sugar, like skipping meals, not having protein, fiber, and fat, eating nothing but refined carbohydrates, this is going to send your blood sugar on a little joy ride. It's hitting the roller coasters over at Wonderland. It's going up and down. And guess what happens? It's going to be impacting your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. All of this is going to eventually lead to an overproduction of sebum in the skin, which turns into breakouts, all because you opted to have coffee for breakfast and lunch instead of a meal. Wait, I can't do that. No, we know. Yeah, Chris, we can't have coffee. (laughs) Okay. No, but you're absolutely right, right? And when we get that blood sugar spike, we can get flushing in the face. We can get mood adjustments, irritability, anxiety-like behaviors, shaky, hangry. We can crave more carbohydrates. And carbs aren't bad, please. love. I like the word fiber. Fiber. Fiber versus carbohydrates. So we want that fiber in there. All of these things are going to help. And and your your hormones are going to enjoy them. We have 50 plus hormones. I don't know why we always focus on sex hormones. They're the the only ones that get the love. Everyone wants to talk about my estrogen dominance or my androgen rebound. Nobody wants to talk about our other hormones, which have such a big implication in acne. So when we're looking at our hormonal health, there are, again, a number of ways that this can be impacted. Taking the birth control pill, you know, any type of those oral contraceptives, the, the IUDs, the shots. All the different birth control has such a profound impact on the health of our hormones. 
The birth control is an entire podcast topic on its own, which we could talk about for probably days on end. But so many women, they're like, oh, I, I, I'm taking the birth control pill to balance my hormones. Newsflash, the birth control pill does not balance your hormones. It simply masks the symptoms that you're experiencing and is not only contributing to your existing hormonal imbalances, but can be causing new hormonal imbalances to occur in the body. So this is why we see massive issues with women who've taken the pill for 10 years coming off and their hormones are just an absolute mess. Other ways we're seeing this is, of course, poor lifestyle habits, not sleeping, skipping meals, um, you know, burning out, stress, those types of things. But we're also seeing hormones from the hormone disrupting ingredients in our acne products, in the skincare ingredients that we're using that are now mimicking hormones in our body and throwing off that finely tuned hormonal orchestra. Because, you know, we love an analogy. I love to look at the hormones as a beautiful orchestra when they're the, they're all of the instruments are playing together. The melody is so beautiful. We're loving life. But when that one violin, it's string breaks all of the sudden, it like everything comes to a screeching halt and the music is like burning your eardrums. That's what happens when your hormones get impacted and are thrown off balance is it, you're really going to start noticing it with maybe skin issues, with maybe period problems, with like whatever that may be, insomnia. And then another way that we're going to be seeing those hormonal imbalances is the pesticides in our food. Again, these are going in our body and impacting the functioning of our liver because the liver is responsible for over 500 functions in the body, including filtration of your hormones. So if our liver isn't working well, guess what's going to happen to your hormones? A really big impact. I'm just going to follow that with amen. 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 Because you just like preach it. I'll just get off my soapbox now. No, that was, you know, without going into more detail, that was just bang on Mm -hmm. bang. Yeah. Well, again, we'll be going into more detail on upcoming podcast episodes. So we got two more pillars to go through mental and emotional health is next. And you want to know what is no one ever wants to talk about their mental and emotional health when they're working on their acne. Cause it's not fun. You know, it's like, I can eat the foods. I can take the supplements. I can apply the skincare, but oh, you want me to reduce stress? You want me to maybe see a therapist to work through my past emotional traumas? You want me to work on my anxiety and examine those things? That's uncomfortable. Hard no from me. Yeah. But you and I have seen such profound, incredible shifts in clients' skin when they finally accept and adopt an emotional mental health practice. Oh yeah. It gives me like the goosebumps when a client, I mean, and I never, ever, ever forget out of the hundreds. I never forget the client that has the skin woes, no matter what, you know, we're trying and we're helping and we're guiding and we're nurturing and we're doing all those things that we can do as coaches these ladies, they're applying, they're doing, they are like 110% in the process. And yet sometimes they don't get those shifts, right? And time goes by, all of a sudden, there's this mindset shift. And what immediately within like two, three weeks happens to their skin, Katie, like instantly, boom, like they get this glow, it starts to calm down. I am just at awe how much, and I think because we get to see behind the scenes too, Mm -hmm. we get to read the text. We get to have that, those one-on-ones with the clients when they get that 
door open for them because it really is. It's a locked, chained, closed door, right? Nobody's not enter there. It is the plastic on the furniture. It is not happening. But when they get that, the amount of release, their liver, all their body systems, they come together and that's where they're going. The body's starting to work as a beautiful engine. Mm-hmm. So that is, you know, without going into those details, again, Catherine inside, you know, the oh. clear skin solution, because as nutritionists, we don't dabble into that psycho some somatic and or it's not it's not our designation so i'm really big on we work within our designation and i shouldn't be the one coaching you on therapy because that's not my wheelhouse i am not a registered psychotherapist that's precisely why we have our amazing registered psychotherapist Catherine. she comes in every single month to talk to our clients about their mindset about their emotional healing repairing their relationship with themselves which is why we also have an esthetician, which we'll talk about in our next one, because we are the nutritionists. We work on the body systems, the food, the digestion, the optimization. And then we need that expert to work on the emotional and mental health. And I love piecing these two together because it is the true holistic approach to your health. You're doing mind, body, and soul. When we solely Absolutely. focus on the body, we are missing out on a whole lot of healing that can be happening for an individual. And in this Western society, we look at the brain, like the mental and emotional component of our body as separate from the rest of our organs. But when we dig into the gut brain skin access in next week's episode, you're going to see real quick how the health of the brain is massively impacting other areas of the body. Absolutely. And when people have that disconnect, it's okay. It's okay. It's not oh my gosh. taught in schools. Like, could you imagine if from kindergarten, children were taught emotional and mental health, you know, tips for coping, you know, how we can be improving our mental health. We've started, you know, talking more about it in the adult sense in the last few years, but we really need to be trickling this down to the younger years because this will make a huge difference in, for people. Oh, yeah. What about just starting with water, drinking water in kindergarten? Like, let's not go there because Chris has got her own like little platform for school trustee going, okay? Uh, for anyone that doesn't know Chris as well as I do, I'm pretty sure I tell her I'm pretty sure when the school board sees your email pop up in their inbox, they cringe a little bit on the inside. I, we can we don't have to just isolate it to the school board, but um, yeah, teachers just in general. Chris is a mama bear if I have ever seen one. Oh, get out! I really get out of town. I do not. I am very relaxed. A, no. I say this in a totally with all the love. Yeah, but I uh, I have boundaries. Yes, Chris has strong boundaries, and cool. she knows her stuff. If you haven't been able to tell that already, so if. <laughs> Yeah, I know my stuff. My brain goes warp speed. We should probably do an introduction of just Chris one time. No, I'm just I think we'll need an, a podcast episode on how to speak Chris. I am fluent in Chris, but and, bro- and broken Chris. Broken, yeah, broken Chris is another one. Two languages. Know. Yeah, two languages. So we'll let it be a podcast episode later on once they've gotten to know us a little bit more. Right. But, but yeah, so with regards to that mind, body, spirit, 
I always say to clients, when you go to bed, do you take your head off, put it beside your bedside table, brush your hair, wipe off the makeup and go to bed? No. So then is it realistic to think that that body, that brain is not a part of the entire operating system? You have inflammation in your body. You have brain inflammation. If you have, you know, ill thoughts, your liver has ill thoughts. So that's kind of the two-way cycle. Absolutely. And when we're looking at that brain health, the last thing our, or mental health, the last thing I want to touch on is the amount of bullying that acne sufferers do to themselves, constant bullying themselves all day long. You're not good enough. You look ugly. You can't figure this out. You're going to have acne forever. You don't deserve. You're not worthy. We're constantly talking to ourselves like this all of the time. And I always tell our clients, would you speak like this to your friend? Would you speak like this to your child or to a five-year-old? So let's pretend this, you know, a five-year-old learning to read, struggling to read, can't get the words. Would you as the adult say, oh man, you're never going to figure this out. You're an idiot. Why are you bothered doing this? You'll never learn that word. That's crazy. You should just give up now. How well do you think that five-year-old would do at learning to read? How well at eight do you think they're going to have acne? Yeah. So because why, of that trauma, because of that trauma. So why are you bullying yourselves? Why are you speaking to yourself like that? If you would never talk to another human being like that, you are making your health journey so much profoundly harder by just the way you speak to yourself. So this is why working on that mental and emotional component where we're setting boundaries, we're reducing stress, we're talking positively to ourselves we're adopting affirmations and mantras. And this, I think, is the hardest part of the journey. Because like I said, you can eat the food, take the supplements, do the skincare. The hardest part is the mental and emotional component. And it's something that we as human beings work on every single day. Like I'm, what, 15 years into my healthy living journey. I still to this day have mental and emotional health practices, see a therapist and do all of these things because it is an ongoing lifelong journey. Absolutely. You know, I'm big on words, big on words. my clients know, oh, I'm big on words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I try and work on with clients too. So it's not that we're just like, oh, you have Catherine. No, no, no. Coaches are in there. I'm big on words. I'm looking, I'm refining. I want an example. What's a good, ex- what's a really good example of a word that clients use consistently that you help them reframe on? Can't. Can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. And what do you have them reframe that word to? I get them to rewrite that sentence to me without the word can't. So this is a good tip. You and your day today, remove the word can't and rephrase that. I can't eat healthier because remove that. And then they do it. And I say, what's the difference between the two sentences? And sometimes people are okay and they answer it. And sometimes people say, you know what, Chris, I'm not interested in this. Let's get back to this. That is their mental and emotional limit. Mm-hmm. They block coach, blocking it. That is my signal. This is not my time. However, I always ask permission. I'm big on permission. May I examine your words? Would you like to work on mindset with me? Because mm-hmm. who am I? You're, I like, you use the bully. I like the word judgment. Mm. 
self-judging. That's what they do. They self-judge. I self-judge. We all do. It's oh human, my gosh. Nature. human nature. I mean, how long have I been doing this? And I'm like, do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, okay, listen, you know what you're doing, right? It's imposter syndrome. It's that imposter syndrome that, that creeps it in. It is. So no matter if you see an influential person, you know, as you're scrolling, or you see that little boy that can't read, at the end of the day, everybody has what, you know, we say their own demons or their own judgments. Yeah, their own limiting beliefs. So we don't we don't look at those limiting beliefs as a true limit. We look at them as right now as a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Okay, I appreciate this is a roadblock right now. And are you willing to help move it, shift it, or do you want to keep it there? No problem. The client is in that driver's seat. Then if it's perpetual, then we're going to, you know, kind of escalate it a little bit more, right? You know, hey, Catherine's calls, hey, independent work, these types of things. But please never underestimate your emotional connection to your to your body's self-healing abilities. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That leads us to our final one that I know people have been itching for us to talk about, and that is skincare. Now, I want to preface this all by saying, if you've been in you know, my world case or wellness, clear skin solution, whatever it may be. You hear me talk about skincare being a band-aid. When you're using skincare alone, yes, it is a band-aid. It's helping to reduce the severity, you know, speed up the healing. Skincare alone is never going to clear up your acne long-term. It's again, another band-aid. It's going to be working great while you're on it. But what happens when you stop using? Do you use your acne come back? If yes, this is how we know it's a band-aid. But here's the but. Skincare in conjunction with the internal work, the mental and emotional component that we're working on, skincare in addition is a great tool in our acne clearing toolbox. Because just because we're working internally doesn't mean you can't have external support to reduce the severity and to speed up the healing. But that final reason why I really love having a good skincare routine for our clients is repairing the skin barrier. They have spent, acne sufferers, have spent years upon years destroying their skin barrier, overusing products. They have the more is more approach when in fact it's the opposite. Or using those harsh topicals like the benzoyl peroxides, the alcohols, really drying, drying ingredients, things with a ton of actives. We'll have clients coming in using salicylic acid and, and this acid and that acid. And I use a retinol and I use a this and I have my medication and their skin is raw, red, inflamed, and so dry and flaky because they've destroyed that skin barrier. And when you destroy your skin barrier, it's going to be increasing the amount of breakouts that you're getting. And it's going to be making your skin sensitized, not sensitive, but sensitized where it's reacting to a lot of products. Mm -hmm. So when we're dealing with the skincare, can you tell this is my wheelhouse and Chris just wears lotion? I just wear lotion. Chris wears lotion. I'm like, oh, I could talk about skincare all day. So I just want to set the stage and say, you don't need to forego your skincare altogether. Having a nourishing, gentle routine in place is so important. But Chris, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for, for clients when they're like, okay, I'm going to work on my gut health and I'm going to change what I eat. I'm going to reduce my stress. And oh, I need all new skincare. What do you usually say? Uh, can you get to the passenger side? I'm going to drive for a little bit. <laughs> I say, I love that you are committed to all of these beautiful changes and I'm on board. Can we please slow this down for one second? Mm -hmm. Because if we are changing absolutely everything, what's working? Then when we switch 
and say there's a flare because that can happen. Absolutely. Acne flares are so common on the journey. Let's just, that's what we should call the podcast. Acne flares are common when you're healing. Yeah. Right. But that's the thing is, and I mean, you're, you're driving, you're going, you want, you're, you know, I love, I love that A type personality is like, give it all to me. I want to do it all. And to tell them that, hold on, can we hold that at least for about six, eight weeks? Let's get into that digestive because here's why I'm going to save you a lot of over the counter money right here. When you start reducing the inflammatory triggers, the skin naturally responds and you might not need it. I'm not saying that we don't need a skincare hygiene, like that's what I like to call it, like a hygiene routine kind of sort of. I guess it's a bacteria. Hygiene routine? Is that a thing? Yeah, we want to be cleaning the bacteria, the dirt, like all the debris we're collecting on the body every day, going about our day to day. I call that just personal hygiene with a routine, right? So that's why I call it like that hygiene routine. So when we're looking at that, absolutely, we need it. It also goes back to mindset and it's building positive skin relations, not the negative ones where, you know, and oh my gosh, I was guilty when you said benzyl peroxide. I'm like, who you know, has it that? The I that when I was a teenager. Remember the oxypads you would get and you would just try them? Yeah, I would work at a restaurant, come home, be all greasy, thought it was because of the restaurant environment. No, it was because of why my skin, it wasn't happy. My hormones weren't happy. My blood sugar wasn't happy. And I would lace on that and I'd go, I'd get the biggest facelift because everything would dry up. And, and then-, then- Go to bed like a robot. <laughs> or then you'd follow with that St. Ives apricot scrub. No, like, I would I would not even put lotion. I wouldn't even put lotion oh, because, because I didn't want it to be like greasy. Mm, yeah. So that's a little bit of impact on the skin barrier there. Right. So for, for the ladies that want to do everything, oh my gosh, you're after my own heart. But let's just hold on. Let's get into because that emotional connection has to come first, right? And preceding that, the detoxification organs have to come first. And preceding that, we've got to get into that gut. And hey, what if your body can do it on its own? Mm-hmm. Right? I will interject on this is if we have clients that are coming in and they're using really toxic skincare that's filled with, say, paraben, oh, no, no, no. like the methyl parabens, like all the of those SLLs, yeah, no way Jose. that are very toxic to the system, those that's generally where we'll be like, okay, let's just change your cleanser from the Cetaphil. That is the bane of my existence. Yes. Cetaphil to a really gentle nourishing one. Doesn't need to have a bunch of actives, but let's just remove that toxic load from the system. That's where I really encourage people to adopt a newer routine a little bit sooner than later when we're working with them. But if they're coming in, they're like, hey, Katie, like I already have this routine. There's, you know, clean, there's no whatever in it, no hormone disruptors, toxic ingredients, right. do you think I should change is if, if it's been, if it's been working. And I say that with air quotes, if it hasn't been making your acne worse and it's been helping keep it at bay, let's keep it as it is. Let's start working on our gut health and our liver and all of that. Should you, you know, once we get maybe halfway through maybe month three, 
maybe then if you're like, Hey, I would love to find a serum for this. This is one we can be pulling in Ashley, who is our holistic on-staff esthetician to really help them fine tune their routine, you know, get rid of, um, you know, maybe their next skin goal is fine lines because that's a big thing with adult women acne sufferers or is they're like, I didn't think I would be having acne and fine lines together. Like that's what my life. Cool, that's my life. Cool combination of fine lines and acne. So I love having um, our esthetician on staff to really help guide clients through that journey with their skincare as well. So this is why when we reference, you know, taking that holistic approach, we're looking at those five acne clearing pillars, yes. the gut pillar, the detox organ pillar, the hormone hormonal health pillar, the emotional and mental well-being pillar, and the skincare pillar. These are the five things that we need to work on together over your journey in order to clear up your skin long-term without medications. Amen. 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 Like, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I'm really excited for this season of our podcast because later on, Of course, we're going to be going into each individual umbrella. So next week, we're going to be digging into all things gut health, talking about candida, talking about SIBO, talking about GERD and acid reflux and leaky gut and parasites and poop. And then later on, we'll be digging into our detox organs, each of these individual pillars, some really awesome guests that we're going to be having in. And then we're going to be talking about the things that are impacting your skin. Like we talked about water, we can be talking about functional medicine testing. That's a really big popular topic with our clients is how do I know which one of my root causes I'm dealing with? So that's where you will learn so much more about the functional medicine testing that you can be getting done to get to the root cause of your acne. 